Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Unspoiled covering Hannibal Season 3, Episode 1, Antipasto. In this episode, I totally ship Hannibal and Bedelia. And by ship, Mm. I mean the Titanic. And by the Titanic, I mean they should both drown because this is terrible and painful to watch. (laughs) Welcome to Unspoiled. Hey, everybody, did the news get around about a guy named Butcher Pete? Old Pete just flew into this town and he's chopping up all the women's meat. He's hacking and whacking and smacking. So, <laughs> so can I say this was not the season opener you were expecting? It it was not only not what I was expecting, but I still don't know what it was. Like I fin I watched it twice this time. I didn't wait until I could watch it on uh, Periscope. I watched it with Owen the next day. Mm, you um, Yeah, and we finished it, and we were both just like, "Okay." <laughs> And so then today I was like, all right, well, let's rewatch this bitch and see what happens. And I still felt that way at the end of it. Okay. You know what I mean? And not, not in a bad way. Not like I'm like disappointed. I'm just kind of lost, which I'm, I'm okay with for right now, but they better start leading me down a path because I can't take that for very long without starting to get bitchy about it. It's a very – yeah, well, it's not the opening that most people expected. And I'm excited. This is the season I got to watch live. This is the one that just ended recently. And I definitely am looking forward to rewatching a lot of it mm-hmm. because – I mean just right from this first episode, it's a little bit weird. And oh, yeah. a show like and a show like Hannibal to call something a little bit weird is saying something. <laughs> um but yeah, it, it's – you get to see this weird fake life that they've sort of made together after an indeterminate amount of time from, from when he left everybody bleeding and dying at his house. And it becomes pretty clear that it feels like he just blackmailed her into coming with him. I, that was one of the things I was looking forward to talking with you about is like, what's her deal exactly? It feels like he had her like – he knew that he could expose her for that murder, which we see part of, which is the weirdest. Her arms all the way down this guy's throat. Mm. And I don't 
I don't think she, I think it's a Will Graham and Abigail thing again, that somehow he caused her to pass or something happened and he is making her believe that she did something that she didn't. But I okay. think she really believes that she did do it and that he's holding that over her head and like, you're going to help me with my cover story by being my wife. And she's like, well, don't want to die. Also, don't want to go to prison. And I also am accustomed to a certain lifestyle that uh, he's actually on board with. So maybe it won't be so bad. And then he's like, psych, I'm just going to keep murdering people. And she's like, motherfucker. Because I think she hoped that maybe he just wouldn't. See, and I don't know that I saw her. While I do see her as a prisoner, I'm not so sure that I that I saw her so much as a total like captive, at least not at least a captivity that was. I think the captivity was at least partially her own making. Well, that's what I mean, though, is that she could be in a different position if she wanted to be. I think, but I think that she thought this would maybe wind up being easier because she overestimated how willing he was going to be to play by rules. And he, again, like, I think she thought he was like, all right, well, I almost got caught and people know who I am now and shit got real. So I guess I'm going to start behaving myself a tiny bit. I think she maybe kind of thought that. And then it turns out that he's just gone in the other direction where he's like, well, fuck it. Like at this point, who cares? And she didn't, I don't think that she anticipated it was going to be as much of a shit show as it has wound up becoming. And she also kind of poked the bear there, but that's a other thing. Well, that's, you know, I think, I think you're right that she definitely didn't anticipate this going the way that it did, but I almost feel like, you know, and the, the context is different, but there's a moment towards the end of the episode where he said, you know, what did you think would happen in her response was, well, I was curious. I was curious yeah. I kind of feel like back in the States, she made a conscious decision to help Hannibal just to see what would happen. And as a result of that decision, she now finds herself trapped in something she didn't, she didn't realize just how bad this was going to get. Yeah. I guess that's, I guess it's pretty much what I mean is like, I think that at first she was giving him the benefit of the doubt. Like, I mean, before she knew everything at first when he became her patient Mm. And she started to pick up that, like, he's fucking with me somehow. But by the time she started to realize it, she already was, like, so deep and there was no proof and it was just a gut feeling. It's the same situation as with Will, I think. And she had she had created this relationship with him where she felt it was like this codependent thing that she kind of couldn't escape from without doing a ton of damage to herself. So yeah, I, 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 think, I think that it was set up in a way that, I mean, she could have gotten out of it, but that would have, you know, self-preservation. I, I, w- I would label her, um, at least based on everything we've seen so far, I've labeled her as more responsible for her situation than Will is responsible for his situation. Hmm. Okay. Um, as I, I really think that she kind of went looking for trouble. Well, obviously she went looking for trouble when she went to go try to track down Hannibal and corners him with the gun and all that stuff. But I, I think that Hannibal was, okay. was so a wait, little too. Um, I misread that scene then and I watched it twice, but I thought that she like went to a hotel room and Hannibal had found out where she was staying and was already there. See, now I, 
I don't think we have enough information to know for sure, but I took that as she found Hannibal because she's sitting there on the bed with a wine glass and a gun, like waiting for him. She didn't look afraid. I thought she looked afraid. See, at the start of that scene, I didn't see her as afraid. I thought she, like, the fact that she has a wine glass and a gun to me was just like, she just had that scene with Jack where she's like, if he think if you think he's you're going to catch him, it's because he wants you to think that. So she's sort of taking her own advice. Where I've come back into town and I think I'm safe, but because I think that I know he's going to find me, and so she's just like, "All right, this asshole's about to be here," and she's waiting for him because it's inevitable that he's going to find her. That's interesting. I read that a totally different way. Okay, interesting. I mean, interesting. I trust that yours is right since you see the rest of the you've seen the rest of the season, but. You know, that's just how I read it both times I watched it was that I felt like she was the one who got. That he went to her hotel room to clean up after what happened. Kind of. Either to clean up or to be like, not even necessarily clean up like kill her, but more to be like, well, what the fuck was that? Because there's no way he didn't know she went and talked to Jack. I figured that he had that. I figured he went to find her because he knew that. And he wanted to find out what her game was at this point, because I'm sure he would be a little bit confused by that. Like, See, and, and I don't know how Hannibal would know that she went to go see Jack. I mean, if anybody would know, it would be Hannibal. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like, he didn't know Freddie Lounge was alive. He didn't know that until he smelled the hair on Will's uh, jacket or whatever mm-hmm. it was, you know, or smelled the perfume on Will's jacket. So... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess a lot of it does come down to how you read that stuff from beforehand. But yeah, I kind of, I, I got the feeling that she was, obviously she knows Hannibal's dangerous. She said that to his face and mm-hmm. ran away from him. But I very much took it as she decided, you know what? I'm going to help this guy. She's just intrigued enough to sort of want to explore this a little bit further. And now she is stuck. And yeah, so that that was my take on the whole thing. But okay. But I'll be interested to see if my, you know, it wouldn't be the first time you've changed my mind on something. So, um, okay. Well, we're way ahead of ourselves. Yes. Um, yeah. So we are season three, episode one, antipasto. We're talking about Italian food this time, which is exciting because I know Italian food and I didn't have to look up at what antipasto was. I know. It was funny to me because I immediately I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to know this this time. And immediately when I thought that one's like, antipasta? What is antipasta? Is that really? Like, you, you, yeah, he did not know what it was. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I have a very strong Italian side in my family. You wouldn't know what to look at me. But if, if I grew up with any nationality, I grew up Italian. So... Uh, but yeah, but antipasto is a uh, traditional Italian first course in a formal meal. There are meats and veggies like artichokes and olives and anchovies, cheese. which are not veggies. Cheese, lots of cheese, lots of oil and vinegar. Antipasto is fantastic. Um, and we start this episode, we open up on fire. And we sort of follow it around, and we realize it's coming out of a moped in Paris. Dun, dun, dun. And there are cops and cars and sirens and alarms, and there's a masked rider going through the streets of Paris who pulls up and takes off his helmet, and we realize it's Hannibal. And he's in a really cool riding jacket. And he steps inside like a gala to get off the streets. Mm-hmm. 
and we see lots of well, just lots of hoity-toity people, animal type people. There's conversation and clinking glasses, and everything kind of is going in weird slow motion. Yeah. So it speeds up, and he meets Anthony Dimond, and Hannibal introduces himself as Boris Jackoff. <laughs> Which really? Yeah. Well. <laughs> <laughs> How many? How long did he have to think about that? So he um, should have had plenty of time. He should be the prepared guy. He should know that he's going to need to come up with shit like this on the fly all the time. Well, maybe they would have said. Maybe he said. They said, you know, people are never going to question that I named myself Jackoff. <laughs> so they'll, they'll say he must have been saddled with that name. <laughs> so yeah, we meet Anthony Dimond. What did you think of this guy? I am in love with Anthony. Really. I'm not even going to try and lie about it because he is awful. Like he is really smug. He's really fucking critical. He is just so proud of himself. And yet he manages to like convince me that he deserves to be all of those things. Like, okay, there's no fucking evidence for it at all. And yet I'm like, yeah, no, but you're kind of a badass. I can feel that like no reason to think that, but I'm, sincerely bummed out that he's already dead really yeah. really am because i was just immediately when he meets him in the in the party i was like oh sweet and then he leaves paris and i'm like fuck i guess that's that and then he comes back again and i'm like oh, yes oh this is gonna be so good and then he's fucking dead and i'm like but he was fun oh my god he was so much fun he is super super sexy he is really intelligent and scathing and just fucking great. And I'm so, so sad that he's gone already. All right. Strong feelings. Yeah. <laughs> really sexy. Don't know what. It's not just that he looks good because he looks good. But there's another thing. I guess it's just swagger, as they say. Yeah. Um, okay. I'll buy it. I can see that. I can see that. Uh, yeah, he is. Uh, but I also think he's immediately the kind of guy that Hannibal wants to eat. See, I've got I had like the other end of the thing where I felt like he was the kind of guy that that Hannibal would find too entertaining to eat. Okay, actually yeah, I, I will amend what I said anyway that the um the other guy, the um Professor Soliato is that's oh. the kind of guy Hannibal immediately wants to eat. Yes. This guy is different. But I feel um, like I, Hannibal would eat the guy. I didn't really feel it. But I definitely thought like, oh, well, he's a lot of fun, though. I don't think he's going to want to eat him. And, and that, it sort of wound up being that way. That, yeah, you could be right. You could be right. But he, does, he immediately starts to gossip about Roman, who is the guest of honor. We find out later it's Roman Fell, but here he's just Roman. And uh, just essentially what a pompous blowhard he is. And he, he, he writes, but he can't write. and. Mm-hmm. Just all really high society nitpicky crap. He says something like, it doesn't prevent him from squatting over his keyboard and, what does he say, dropping a new one every six months or something like that? Yes, something god awful. (laughs) Oh, no. But yeah, but he he finds Hannibal, he just walks right up to him and starts bad mouthing this dude. Mm -hmm. Um, And Hannibal claims he was Roman's TA at Cambridge. Um,. And we go through to the end of the gala, and they leave, and they both say bonsoir. And Hannibal leaves, and then we cut to Dimond getting home, and he finds Hannibal waiting for him. And Hannibal, and he looks at him and says, 
bonsoir. He's so confused, <laughs> just looks back and concerned. goes, bonsoir. It'll be cut away. And I don't know about you, but as far as I was concerned, the guy was dead. Yep. Agreed. Um, but we go then to a cooking montage, to opera, and to a woman who comes home and finds Hannibal eating at her dinner table. Yeah, what the fuck is this? And he looks up and says, bonsoir. So does he kill her too? My, the way that I have to read that scene, because I don't know, I'm reading that as, well, again, I got the impression that Anthony Dimon probably ought to be dead, except for Hannibal's trying not to do that very much. Mm-hmm. But he had to eat somebody. And so he wound up in this random living room. Because we don't see this lady again this episode. Wait, he had, so he ran up in this random living room? It, I think he felt... Well, I don't know who the lady is. I figured it was Roman's chick, Chiquita. Uh, you know, I actually did not. That didn't even occur to me. Oh, okay. Because, yeah, I thought that it was him, like, sitting in the living room eating, like, at Roman's house. And she comes home. And he doesn't seem surprised to see her. So I was like, is he just planning on eating her too? But it felt like he doesn't usually fly by the seat of his pants the way he was. So I was a little confused because he's, he we've seen him before in his get-ups with the fucking plastic suit. And right. it doesn't seem like he's being as cautious. He's got nothing on to protect himself. He's holding the knife, knife and fork with his hands. He doesn't have gloves on or anything. And he lets her see him, which means that she's got to die. But... We don't hear anything later about a body being found or anything, so... Right, we just know that Roman disappeared with some woman. Yeah. Yeah. No, you know what? I- I'll be honest with you. That See, this scene, I've now seen this, ep- this episode twice. The very first time I saw it, again, I assumed that Dimon was dead after the end of the previous scene. So I assumed this was his place, and this was Dimon's wife coming home and finding Hannibal eating her husband. Okay. When I saw it again this time... I forgot that Dimond was alive. It was alive again. So we see him. We meet him. They, you know, they meet again. I assume he's dead. I assumed exactly the same thing again. Oh. Now knowing he comes back. Now talking about it, I never connected the dots before. I never did. Oh, okay. All right. Now I'm entirely on board with you on this. That yeah, nope. This must be Doctor Fell. Um. Um. And his lady friend. But I'm wife, still whatever. like, what did he do with the bodies? You know, like. It just, it's weird how not careful it appears that he's being. And I'm hesitant to even say that because we barely see anything. But yeah. just based on what we see and he, and having seen him before, it is a very different set of circumstances and behaviors. So I'm just like, either he's completely changing his MO or he isn't worried about it because they don't have his DNA on file or they don't have anything like... Maybe he doesn't think that he it needs to be as concerned somewhere that he's just passing through as he would have in the United States with, you know, the FBI and whatnot. Um, now, you know what? I, I'm I'm conflating in my head what happens with the Fells. These are more um, Thomas Harris characters. And so I'm trying to remember what happens in this show versus what happens in the book where they appear versus what happened in the movie 
where they show up. Oh, geez. And so I actually let's leave this scene alone because I don't remember <laughs> whether or not I don't remember whether or not it comes back. I okay. genuinely don't. I don't remember how much the show's going to go into it. Okay. But um, but yes, okay. I'm I'm on board. This is Hannibal at the Fells, <laughs> and uh, yeah, making his presence known to them, which means they are not long for this world. Yeah. Uh, okay. So we go to credits. We come back. And we come back on black and white flashback footage of Abel Gideon without his legs. This is interesting because I don't feel like we've ever really done the black and white thing on this show before. Yeah, we've done it very, very briefly. There was a scene with, um, uh, what's her name, the FBI trainee that wound up in the hole. Oh, was was that in black and white? There's a very brief scene of her in black and white when they flash back to her meeting Hannibal. Okay. Um, we they they did it at least that point, but you're right. But it hasn't been a typical device for the show at all. Um, yeah, this I was actually like weirdly the first thing that I thought of was like, oh, Gideon's getting some work in season three. Good for him. Which is <laughs> a strange thing to immediately think of, but there it is. Um, yeah, this is a flashback footage of Hannibal serving Abel Gideon his own leg, mm, his other leg. His other leg, yes, that's right. That's right. It has been smoked, glazed, and served on a sugarcane quill. This this whole... I... Okay. Too many words trying to escape at once. Abel is kind of the most badass. Like, frankly, the way that he is just still throwing some punches while his leg is being et as he puts it in front of his fucking face is just straight up impressive because he's a champ. I would have been probably just dissolving into tears. Like why me? And just giving up completely. And he's just like, you know what? You fucking smug cunt. Somebody's going to eat your ass one day. And even in hell, I will be cracking up over it. He's pretty fascinated by the whole thing. Yeah. Which I think actually makes sense because this is this is this is the Chesapeake Ripper. This is the guy that Abel thought he was mm-hmm. for a while. So you're like, oh, this is how it's done. I see now. And probably also thinking, I thought I was this guy. <laughs> 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 Just like suddenly realizing, oh no, <laughs> I was so wrong. Yeah, yeah. There's probably a little bit of that at play too. <laughs> um, and I love. There's a moment where Hannibal says to him, "This isn't cannibalism, Abel. It's only cannibalism if we're equals." Which is a lovely little rationalization. It's a really interesting distinction on his part, right? A little window into his mind. I mean, we've heard, we've seen that before. Will says they're nothing more than pigs to him, so we know that's, that's already true. how he sees them. I guess that's true. But I just never really expected him to say it out loud because it's such a rationalization and it's so obvious that it almost seems crass for him to say it. Vulgar, I think, is the word that uh, he would use if somebody else had said this. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Um, Yeah. And I like – and like you said, Abel's boss, he he makes a play at kind of resisting this. He kind of says, you know, at this point, there's absolutely nothing I have to do. But he then sort of rationalizes to himself. He doesn't really want to ruin the fairy tale, though. All right, I guess. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about accepting your lot in life, right? right? Um, 
Now we go away from the flashback. We go to to a ball and Hannibal and Bedelia waltzing. And we see that Hannibal is now going by Dr. Fell. And uh, he was just confirmed by the board uh, at a museum where they had to find out. And he gets cross-examined by this dude, Professor Soliato. Oh my god, this guy is lunch. He is insufferable. He's going to be lunch. There's no way that he gets away with it. He is – I mean, I feel like there's – Hannibal's just saving him, right? I, well, you know, how amazed are you that this guy survived the episode? I am shocked. And like – I mean, shocked on the one hand on the other. On the one hand, shocked because he is such a fucking – cock sucking fucking a whore. I hate him. Oh my god. I hated him so immediately. It was 30 seconds and I was already ready to punch his dumb face. But at the same time, he is in such a like, he's so made such a public spectacle of his animosity towards Hannibal that he's put himself in this great position where Hannibal can't do anything without it being suspected of him now. I suppose that's true. Which is kind of genius you know. But you know, I thought it was kind of a, um, I, I, I thought it was a great representation in my mind of how hard Hannibal is trying to make this work without him murdering people. Mm-hmm. It makes me believe him when he says later on that he's found peace here. Now, uh, obviously, that peace comes with stipulations, but yeah, I don't buy it. I just don't. No, I, I really feel like he likes where he is. By all rights, he should be eating this dude. But eating this dude is going to raise flags. So he is okay for once with letting this go. I think that he is. I think that when he says he's found peace, he's being honest to a degree. But I think that he is really overestimating his own patience. I, I think I, that you're he, probably you right. know, it's going to be just... There's no way that this guy gets out of it after the way that he's behaved. I just don't ever see it. No matter how happy Hannibal thinks he is here, he would eventually come up with some ingenious way to dispose of this guy without making... I mean, Hannibal's all about the theater of it. Sure. But I'm sure he would be willing to make an an exception to that just for the satisfaction of having this fucking dickhead out of the way. So... I I don't know. I just don't think Hannibal is ever going to be at peace enough to stop killing people. I don't see that. Uh, you're probably right. I mean, I imagine this is the closest that we would ever see him. Mm-hmm. He's so, just know, too much of a narcissist, too. Like, he always... He really, honestly does believe that he is better than the people he does this to. Oh, yeah. So there's not going to be enough holding him back, except for the... I don't want to make waves. And he is so full of himself that he would be able to convince himself, oh, I can do it without making waves. You know, it's just one step. That's all he needs to take. And he, the narcissism is like what pushes him almost always, it feels like, to doing something that's just a tiny bit too much. What's the team too much is what Nina, I feel like, says. Okay. (laughs) Hannibal Lecter is team too much. Yeah, I mean, I feel like if this demon guy had not come back into the picture and kind of forced his hand, Mm -hmm. I think that when Hannibal eventually snapped and went back to the way he was, that this guy would have been the first to die. Yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah. 
But for now, he is alive and well and basically just taunting Hannibal because he isn't Italian. It's so ridiculous how much animosity there is right away. Like, Oh, yeah. And, I mean, it's not unreasonable because I have met some of these types and they are just so fucking – snobby isn't even the right word. It's like this is all they have and if anybody tries to encroach, it it threatens to disrupt their whole image of themselves. So it's this panic button sort of reaction. So him being this over the top is – to me, completely believable, but at the same time, it's just like, dude, do you fucking see what a child you look like to everybody else right now? Well, that's now? it. And it's completely high school mean girl mm-hmm. stuff. That's just, that's all it is. It's mean. It's a mean girl in a tuxedo. And, and it's kind of amusing because he's trying to act like he's showing Hannibal, like he's showing him up or embarrassing him in front of everybody else. And it's like, you are just creating this situation for Hannibal to utterly whoop your ass like oh yeah. and i don't mean like eat him i mean publicly humiliate you by doing the very thing you're claiming he can't do yeah oh and, and hannibal that's exactly what happened and it just immediately schools him by reciting dante's first sonnet from memory from memory and then giving a little lesson on it <sighs> i and, i mean as much as i am not at all happy with hannibal anymore forever <laughs> this still was super satisfying yeah Thanks, and, all the, and all the guy can do is just come back and say, well, I see you can do it on the spot in front of a bunch of strangers, but let's see you lecture on Dante in front of the studio low. Oh, my God. It was so fucking pathetic. <laughs> it was just so pathetic. Just everything like, well, you did it in front of the studio. Let's see you go on Oprah and yeah, do it. it. Well, yeah, no, what, can you can you start a YouTube channel and get more than one thousand <laughs> views? I bet you can't. Like just, it would always Jesus, be really? something. <laughs> yeah, you know, it would always be something. And Hannibal just says, "I'm happy to sing for my supper," which makes wah, wah, wah. Bedelia do a like audible gulp. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, oh no. Yeah, and speaking <laughs> of Bedelia, we we now go to their apartment in Florence. And this is their conversation where Hannibal says that he's found peace here. He's hardly killed anybody. <laughs> and, um, and they talk about how Hannibal is more interested in aesthetics than ethics. Uh, and while they're having this conversation, he unzips Bedelia. And she runs herself a bath. And you just see, like, they, whatever exactly their relationship is, they're, they're, they're in it together. It is kind of amusing because I feel like she's trying to throw him off balance by seducing him a little mm-hmm. and he just steps away from her and almost gives her like a little reproving look like no sweetheart and then goes to his room like it's very faintly of almost she's I, I feel like she is trying to find his buttons you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, and he is kind of just signaling to her in this moment, that's not one of them. That's not going to work. So just I, move on and find something else. <laughs> like, well, that's, I, I was going to ask you, yeah, what, you know, what you thought of this, because I mean, she's hella sexy. Oh yeah. In this scene. And yeah. And she, like, he, he just doesn't, he doesn't engage. Mm-mm. And then, you know, they asked him, so how do you feel today? 
She says, I, I still believe I am in conscious control of my actions. Given your history, I believe that's a good thing. That's a good day. Yes, that's right. Um, yeah, I, I mean, it's, and this is why I mean, like, I get what you're saying about the fact that she kind of was looking for trouble. Maybe I don't really have anything to support that though. Like, what is there really to say that? Cause this I, makes me feel like she's just kind of in his hands at this point. Well, I feel like with this work, they're clearly a couple of months in at least mm-hmm. to started in Paris and now they're in Florence and they're settled with these new identities and whatever else that I think at this point she's trying to figure out what her situation is and she is, I feel like she's trying to find, uh, see, I, I feel like what I was going to say is I feel like she's trying to find any way she can to kind of place the blame on him for them being in this situation, which is totally his fault because he murdered some people, <laughs> but so details, I, I don't details. <laughs> so I think in my mind, it, all of this, the, the two of them, their situation, it, it, them being in Europe together, her escaping with him started with, Bedelia doing something that she wasn't quite sure was the right thing to do, but she did it anyway. And now she has spent the whole rest of this time trying to convince herself that this is his fault and not hers. Hmm. I don't really, I don't know. I just, maybe she did something because of curiosity, but I just don't feel like I have enough information. Okay. And and I, and I will say I felt this way the first time I watched the episode. So this is not me drawing on old, you know, more information or anything. I felt this way from the first time I watched it, that she, she made a decision and now she is living with the consequences and she's in way over her head and trying to backtrack mentally. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's how I've always felt about this. Yeah. I just, um, it felt to me like she just thought that he was, interesting but not i think that she just i i felt like she just underestimated what he was actually capable of doing and by the time she realized her mistake it was just way too late so i don't even want to like say i blame her because she's a psychiatrist and to a degree somebody who thinks crazy is going to be very interesting to her and going to naturally draw her curiosity and everything and get more of her attention but i don't he was he's so charming and i just see how easy that would have been to to let that happen and i just can't really even like lay any blame on her for that at this point anyway we'll see yeah, fair enough uh, but and the scene does end with Bedelia in the bath, no expression, sliding into the water mm-hmm. and we get this sequence of her drowning essentially in the ocean it looks like the same scene as Alana last time. Yeah, actually. You know? Yeah, it's, there's definitely yeah, there's definitely a parallel there. Um, so yeah, so regardless of how she got here, she's in way over her head. Yeah. And uh, get it. The water. Yes. The water's over her head. Do you, know, you, do you see what you did? I, I don't. I don't follow. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, sorry. Okay. <laughs> now we Everybody flashback. hates me forever. <laughs> we flashback now to uh, to the last episode, the last time we saw Bedelia, where her and Jack in the interrogation room. 
And she says, that if you think you're about to catch Hannibal, it's because he wants you to think that. Mm-hmm. And this is where we get a little bit more of the backstory of how she wound up on that plane. And this is where she comes home after the, you know, after the, the, the interview. Mm-hmm. She's alone. She uncovers some of her furniture, the decanter, pours herself a drink. And then we cut to Hannibal showering. After the finale, and he steps out, and Bedelia is waiting for him with a gun. And said, this is, well, we already talked about this scene. Said, that I, I was under the impression that she she found him. You're under the impression that he found her. Yeah. Um, because it would, ju- it, it would be just like him, in my mind, for him to find her hotel room and then shower there. Because he's that much of a dickhead. <laughs> like, I just I, totally see that. I definitely, I definitely agree with you with that. I, I just have a hard time fitting that into my narrative of everything else that was going on with Hannibal at that time. Him discovering that she's back and making a duplicate of the key so he can get into the room, so he could do the, you know, so he could shower in her room and do that. There's just too much, too many steps there for me. Okay, but um, I guess uh, that part of the reason that I was confused here too is that it felt. Like, I'm not really sure where in time this is supposed to be because the way that you're describing it now, I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. is this supposed to be right after she talks to Jack? Because the, t- the way that I'm There's- hearing it in my head is that it had been a bit and that this moment where he f- walks out of the shower is after the fight where he takes off. Yeah. And that's, and you're right. Now there's a time jump in here and I'm speculating. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but that's, you know, I'm assuming that her coming home and pouring herself a drink, that stuff all happens after the, uh, after the interview with Jack, cause she's in the same clothes, but it's clearly later at night. Okay. Then, so that's because I didn't notice that she was in the same clothes. Okay. Yeah. She's, she's got the same red sort of dress suit, pantsuit, whatever thing, uh, not pantsuit. <laughs> she's wearing the same clothes okay. and, uh, yeah. And that's her. She's back at her home with all the covered furniture. And then, and then next time we see her, she's in this hotel room and Hannibal showering and they don't actually explain what, you know, how she got there or what that deal is. This, so this, it is actually totally my speculation that that's what's happening. Okay. But yeah, it's, we then jump to Hannibal in the shower. How could Hannibal be in the shower after all this stuff happened? Oh, cause he's washing off the blood after the attack from the finale. So that's, that's my brain steps. So I'm sorry, just to back it up a little bit. So she was in her home with all the yep. covered furniture and yep. she was wearing the same clothes as in the interview with Jack. Yes. But then when she is with Hannibal, she has changed clothes. I believe she's actually still in the same clothes, but she's not in her house anymore. So it, is. it looks to me with, like a nice hotel room. The fight with Jack is the same day as going to Hannibal's for dinner. Yes. Oh, okay. I I thought that they were further apart. There's a question mark at the end of that sentence. I could be wrong. (laughs) And I'm not saying that there's any reason for me to not think that's true. I just didn't, I just didn't think, I thought there was more time and there really isn't a reason there has to be there, you know, but I just assumed that it had been a little longer between when he speaks to her and then the actual event. and again, and I could be wrong about this. I don't remember, and my iPad's not here, so I can't look up the episode. But um, and I think when Hannibal's in the shower, we see him washing blood off of him. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, so I knew my- that. He, I felt like it was definitely after he had the fight, but I didn't realize that this okay. was all the same. 
day as the interview with Jack. That was I, the part and, I was And I, su- I suppose we don't know it's exactly the same day. Um, but my assumption, but yeah, but I'm of the same assumption you are. He's watching off after the finale of season two. And yeah, that this is not the same room as she took the drink in. Mm-hmm. But I do, I do think she's in the same red dress. So okay. I don't know. Okay. The timeline's muddy. Let's just leave it at that. Um, but yeah, so that scene happens. We said that, yeah, we talked about all this stuff already. So, um, so they have a conversation about intentions. Bedelia puts down her gun. Hannibal smirks. Um, but we're back in Florence now. Bedelia is in Florence and she's grocery shopping and she's buying wine. And, uh, she seems very unhappy about everything. Yeah. Yeah, and we see later when she does the exact same thing again, because yeah. it's just a routine for her. She goes to the store, she buys some potatoes and a couple of bottles of wine. Um, and we sort of, this transitions into a bunch of medieval drawings and manuscripts and torture devices and iron masks. And we see Hannibal in the like museum or the library, presumably getting ready for his big talk. Mm-hmm. And on his way out, he meets Anthony Dimond again. He immediately remembers Hannibal as Mr. Yakov. <laughs> he goes, I never forget a face. I'm sure. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Anthony's just in town. He heard Dr. Fells taking up new residency. He was hoping to run into him. And uh, Hannibal says, well, you just missed him. But if you're free, I and my wife would love to have you for dinner. Ha <laughs> ha. Yeah. All right, show. Calm Every single down. one of these things, it, there should be like a sad trombone. Out <laughs> um, so yeah, this guy is back and things are still complicated. And like I said, when he pops back up here, both times of the episode went, holy crap, he's alive. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I didn't, I, I don't know, because he doesn't even look like the guy, like that he's saying bon, bonsoir to early. So I'm, I don't know how you thought that. I'm confused by you. Alan, I you're confused, confused by me by your confusion that you thought I'm, he was gone. I'm confused because both times I saw the opening scene and they do the bonsoir, bonsoir, and they come back and Hannibal says bonsoir. Clear, that to me is Hannibal deciding whether or not he's killing this guy, this guy who saw his face and talked to him for a while at while he's on the run. Oh, oh, okay. And so both times I saw that scene, he shows back up at the dude's house and goes bonsoir. My assume my assumption was the next scene is that guy getting killed and eaten. Okay, I see what you're saying. So when he shows back up here, I went, "Holy crap!" Hannibal didn't kill him. Oh, okay. Um. So yeah, that's which is why the scene of him in the kitchen with random lady was so confusing to me because I assumed there was a murder in between. Okay, I see that. Yeah. So that's where I was coming from with that. I'm sorry if I was unclear before, but doesn't matter because the dude's alive. And now that's a problem. <laughs> yeah, I'm... Um, I've said it already, but I'm really bummed that he's dead. I really am. They do a good job making him like a fun, interesting character mm-hmm. in a very small number of very. scenes. And again, it, it would have been very easy for him to come off like Soliato, just being a total, you know... High class dickhead, and he kind of is, but he's a nice high class dickhead. I can't. I mean that. Okay, well we'll get there. All right, go ahead. Go ahead. All right, go ahead. You know so, what I'm about to talk about anyway. But yeah, you know, yeah, whatever. It's fine. Oh, well, we to, <laughs> before we get there, we go to commercial. We come back, and we come back to slugs. 
Ew. And they're hanging from an arm. They're snails, okay? Snails, snails, sorry. Come on. Sorry, Show snails. some respect. Yeah, go choke on salt. <laughs> I like salt. I would. Yeah, slugs don't. Um, so it's Gideon and Hannibal again, and Hannibal is picking slugs off of Gideon's arm, uh, or someone's arm. And he, <laughs> someone's arm. Come on. Is there any doubt at this point? I, I don't remember if Gideon has both of his arms at that point or not. No, he only has one. He does? Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but yeah, Hannibal is picking the slugs off the arm and he wants to feed them to Gideon um, as the as someone's diet helps enhance the flavor of the meat. Ew. Yeah, it's a pretty gross scene. Um, and... We move away from there. We go back to, and there's like jazz music cooking going on. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, dinner with Anthony Dimity. He insists on talking again and again about the fells. And Bedelia looks kind of terrified and sick to her stomach. Yeah. He's like, are you uh, are you friends with her? And she says, not really. And he's like, I'm su- I would have been surprised to hear that she had any. Yeah. He is the thrower of shade. Seriously. Damn. Seriously, this guy has no love for these people he can't stop talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he also notices that Bedelia is eating only oysters, acorns, and marsala. And she says she's trying not to eat anything with a central nervous system. And uh, he notes that this is what the Romans fed to animals to improve their flavor. Yep. And then, and then. My husband has a very sophisticated palate. He's very particular about how I taste. That moment was the most pure gold that I feel I have ever gotten from this show. it's, It's so good. It's so like it. I. I squeal shriek a kind of a combination of the two (laughs) I lost it I was dying because not only the way that she says it so matter of fact so very like there should be no reason for you to feel uncomfortable be my by me saying this incredibly (laughs) personal thing and then the expression on his face where there's a moment where he's like I didn't hear that Wait, no, I totally... No, she just said that. She's looking at me right now. That is what she said. Holy shit, she just said that. And then he looks at her husband. Her husband is just looking at me right now. He heard her just say that, and now they're just both looking at me. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on a second. Wait, guys. Okay. Is this that kind of party? I just fucking lost it when he says that. And then, and then, it takes him like 10 minutes to say, no, it's not. But it yeah. takes them so long to say it that I was like, is it? Because I didn't think so. But now y'all are making me wonder. And his reaction with pity, you were just becoming so fascinating to me. Oh, Lord have mercy. Honestly, I that was the best thing. And you know what? I think that's part of also what makes him sexy to me is that it's not even – like, it's another dude. It's a threesome with another dude, which so many dudes are just averse to the whole idea of in general. But mm-hmm. he looks like he would have been DTF immediately. Not a problem. He would just be like, no, yeah, no, Bedelia's hot enough for both of us. That's totally fine. And I respect the shit out of that. So, I'm once again, RIP, because... It's a, it's a damn shame, sir. Clearly a missed opportunity. It really is! Come on! <laughs> Bedelia. Yeah, but no, it is not that kind of party. 
And uh, Dimond actually survives the meal, uh, and he leaves. And Hannibal looks at Bedelia and he says, what would you have me do? What would you have me? Shut up. Go sit down. <laughs> you just want to leave Bedelia and Anthony in peace. Yes, I do. Because <laughs> oh, I want this actor to be in other things. I just like, I dig the shit out of him. I can tell. I can tell. <laughs> Clearly, you found a new favorite character. This is the peak of the show for you. I found a new favorite character who is dead within the same episode <laughs> that I found him. Super. Um. <coughs> oh, Sorry, got Alan. me laughing and coughing and muting myself as much as possible. <laughs> I am still sick, by the way, for those of you who are wondering. This is day, <laughs> day nine or ten or something. Fine. Um, yeah. But... Um, we go that the scene at right after this Bedelia in blue walking through Florence. And again, she orders the food and the wine. And this was uh, promo footage for this season oh, over was it? And over and over and over again is Jillian Anderson in blue walking around Florence. All right. So, so I saw this particular little 10 seconds a bunch. I am. Um, I have to say that I love. Okay. So at the end of the last episode, the finale, Hannibal is talking about where he had set up for him and Will and says something like, it was beautiful and severe and timeless. And I was like, okay, so those have to be the words that were on the like storyboard from day one of this episode for how they were going to design mm-hmm. everything Hannibal and everything Bedelia. Because that just are the three words to completely describe both their attitudes their personal style the decor of their homes everything and uh here it's sort of the same thing with her clothing and everything she's just timeless yes the edge to her though she's got a very like malfoy sort of thing going on sure you know and i oh she's she's flawless i love her so much yeah, no, she's great in these episodes. She's the this the particularly this section. She's just fantastic. If I could pull off that kind of style on the daily, I really would. Yeah, how could you not? But I just don't. One, I don't have the money, and two, even I dress formal for where we live pretty much every day. Like I work at a bank, and you would think that people would wear nicer clothing than they do to work. I'm constantly <laughs> surprised by what everybody is comfortable with wearing to a bank for work but i wear dresses every day and i'm always like done up and i am still obviously less formal than bedelia and if i could dress like that at work and not feel like i was going to be basically living in an entirely different stratosphere than everybody i would do it in a heartbeat i have a couple outfits that sort of like toe the line there and i just can't wear them very often because I feel really awkward around everybody in them. It, it's one you like you you really need to own that if that's like like for guys it's like being the bow tie guy at the office. Mm-hmm. Like you've really got to commit to that bow tie if if you want to do that. And when I wear that stuff, I do commit because then when I wear that stuff, I'm in the like fuck it mood, like you know. But I'm not in that mood every day. Some days I'm just like oh whatever because these girls wear these. Oh my god, this one pair of pants, I took a picture and posted it on Facebook, which might not be kind, but straight up teal, teal, uh, wide leg, um, Jersey pants 
with black upside down crosses all over them and a heavy white yarn fringe at the bottom, like thick huh. yarn. They are that, the that most god awful pants I've ever seen in my fucking life. <laughs> and I just didn't. And the other day I heard her say that she went, she was going to go out to lunch with her boyfriend. And he said, I'm not going out with you with those pants on. You've got to change. And I was like, thank you. Fuck. Jesus. Somebody. Because honestly, people. <laughs> yeah, those I'm actually, I'm, I'm cruising your Facebook page really quickly to see if I can find a picture of the pants because they sound pretty amazing. I put that photo up a while ago. So you probably have to look oh. at like mobile uploads. Okay. I'm going now. Okay. I'm like, hmm, I wonder if they are there. Oh, hello. I left Facebook for like five minutes. I come back, I have 21 notifications. What the hell? <laughs> Someone's popular. <laughs> um. Oh, it's Jeff Copperthite's birthday. It is Jeff Copperthite's birthday. He was in your class. He was. We were good buddies. And then, and then high school ended and I barely talked to him for the last 15 years. He, he but, invited me to prom with him. I went to prom as his date. Go Jeff. Yeah. Jeff's a good guy. He is, He's out. Things yeah. seem like they're working out well for him. So, sorry He's, guys. Uh, I'm sure y'all don't care, but yeah, I'm sorry. Just, this is it, riveting. I audio. would never say it except for that Alan went to school with him. So you know that yeah. they were in the same class. Well, you know, he's a good guy, and he was always super gawky and super sort of uncomfortable looking, but he hit like 20 and really totally grew into himself and mm-hmm. suddenly turned into like a, a, a put-together good dude. Yeah, I've seen pictures of him now, and I was like, well, all right. He's super cute. So, yeah, I'm happy anyway. for him. Yeah, anyway, <laughs> sorry. sorry. Okay, get back <laughs> No one cares about Jeff Copperthite. So... <laughs> <laughs> That's not true, Jeff. Don't listen to Alan. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, yeah, sorry, Jeff. I still love you. Um, anyway, so the hell were we talking about? Bedelia in blue, walking yes, through Florence. She looks That's amazing. right. That's right. Yeah, she has the little crosses in the bottom of the thing and the, the, the white lace. Um, so she's ordering food and wine. She notices, uh, except this time when she's in the store, she notices a hanging rabbit and a little trail of blood coming out of its mouth. <laughs> And she's like, well, I guess that maybe that guy is going to look like that rabbit soon. Yeah. That's like what, like what she's thinking to me. Well, you know, it's one of those things that like um, when I was in Italy forever ago, there were little things like that. You would notice you just wouldn't see that in America. Yeah. But I also um, my my pop up, my Italian great grandfather, he used to hang rabbits in the basement of their house. And make rabbits do every couple of months. Weird. Yeah, and so that's the my mom always had tons of rabbits growing up, but you learn after a while you don't name the rabbits. <laughs> yeah, it's also why my mom didn't have very many friends because they'd always want to go hang out in the basement, and they'd go downstairs and just find rabbit corpses. Aww. That's so, sad. Yeah, um, but it, it, that's whenever I see that stuff, that's all it reminds me of is pop up and rabbits do. So. Hey, I tagged um, you in the picture of the pants on Facebook. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> and as Bedelia is walking around, she notices um, security cameras everywhere. Wow. Oh, I didn't. Do you see Those them? Those are some awesome pants. No, take that fucking back. I don't even I care do if you're joking not. when you say that. I do not. Somebody said, made those pants and said, you know what? I'm going to sell these pants. And somebody else said, wow, look at those pants. I'm going to buy those pants and I'm going to wear those pants. 
and That's to a awesome. bank, to their work bank work. What? That's amazing. I mean, nobody sees bank tellers from the waist down. That is the worst thing. <laughs> Those are my favorite pants I've seen all day. You, I'm okay. Podcast over. I know you're just saying that to make me angry, and it doesn't matter. It's working, and I hate you. <laughs> nope. I, I'm sorry. Those, those are great pants. I'm all about the pants. It's like know. pajamas mated with epaulets and attic inflicted religious baby. <laughs> oh, that's what I said about them. I forgot I yeah. said that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. Anybody who wants to see the pants, just let me know. I'll I'll tag you. <laughs> uh, all right, back on track. Back on track. Okay. Um, so yes, Bedelia is kind of walking around and she's noticing security cameras everywhere. Security cameras at the train station. There's cameras everywhere. Um, and she looks super uncomfortable again. Yeah, that wasn't actually. I didn't really realize that that was what she was noticing about. Just, yeah, like the cameras, but okay. Yeah, and they do some zoom ins to like, like the little black globe sort of department store cameras, and okay, yeah. So she's notices that she is being watched wherever she goes. She can't get away. The eye in the sky. Yes. For some reason, I said that like a Kennedy. <laughs> a, <laughs> a little bit. Chowder. Chowder. <laughs> Say it right. Okay. Yay, we made a Simpsons reference. Uh, so, we go to commercial, we come back, and this is where we get Bedelia's flashback of her breathing shaky and waking up, and there's a body next to her, and her hands are covered in blood, and she removes her hand from, like, the spleen of the body by way of the Honestly, guy's throat. Honestly, she is elbow deep in this guy's fucking throat. It is insanity. Yeah. I mean... I, it would be unbelievable, except for Will throwing up an ear. But you know, yes, yes. Um, and she's on the ground, shaking and panting. And Hannibal comes in and kind of talks her down. And she's telling him she knows what happened that he was Hannibal's patient before he was hers. And he says it was a controlled use of force. And eventually, she is looking super drawn and haggard and washing her hands in the sink and Hannibal's just whispering to her that he can help her tell the version of events she wants to be told. He can help her if she wants him to. This is the same speech he gave Abigail. Yes, it is. In a very small voice, she just says, you know, will you help me? Uh. So we still don't exactly know what happened there, but that gives us a much better idea of why she feels so tied to him i just don't what has he done like what is we'll find out i'm sure but i just he is out of his damn mind well yeah uh um now we go from the flashback near this is hannibal's lecture and he's talking about betrayal and hanging and there's a great moment where this image of the devil goes straight over his face. Oh, yeah. That was pretty yeah. good. Yeah, a little on the nose, but I like it. That's all right. And, if uh, it were like a red devil, that would be one thing. But because of it being Dante's devil and all black and white and shit, it actually is fine. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but he's talking about how betrayal and hanging and self-destruction are linked forever. And as he's talking, he just casually puts a hand on Bedelia's shoulder. 
please write, keep, please keep this in mind, dear. <laughs> and then in the back, Anthony Dimmons shows up to the lecture. Uh. And we cut away to Bedelia leaving in a hurry as clearly the thing is ending behind her. Mm-hmm. But we cut back and Hannibal's, he's staying and he's being congratulated by everybody and Soliato sort of has to eat crow just a little bit. Just, just a t- like, I mean, he really manages to not be graceful about anything ever. Yeah. He essentially was like, that was adequate. Right. Uh. Um, and then Dimond comes up and he says, oh yes, I was Dr. Fell's TA at Cambridge. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge, poke, poke. Uh, and uh, and then Hannibal and Dimond have this conversation about ethics and ancient wickedness. And, and Anthony, he, just, he calls Hannibal straight out mm-hmm. <laughs> and just says, I don't know what you're doing, but maybe we can both benefit from this. And yeah. he makes... He makes the mistake of admitting he did not go to the police. I, like, he makes the mistake of, yes, but I honestly think Hannibal could have made this work. Because that man is that... Fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he is, though. <laughs> but still, no. Um, stop distracting me, Alan. He He is that much of a sociopath, I think. Maybe not cannibal murder type, but I think not knowing, he would have been fine with not quite knowing and just doing what he needed for himself and just turning a blind eye. I really think that Hannibal made a mistake. Really? Like a See, genuinely an actual mistake, not just I'm mad at the he's dead. Because I am, but that's not even why. See, and, and I feel like that would be one person too many in Hannibal's little family. Ah... Uh, I don't. Mm-mm. I feel like if the if it turned out to be, I think Hannibal could have taken care of it pretty easily. Because whether like by the time this guy doesn't seem like the type to go to the the police ever. If Hannibal got him involved enough, he would fuck himself by going to the police. But even now, he's definitely not going to. So I think Hannibal could have made it work for a while. And if he ever needed to kill the guy later, he could have. But I think he really jumped the gun. He could have done more. And now it's going to draw some attention. You know, See, like, oh, this guy disappeared. He heard that he was down here about to give a speech and then he disappeared. It's going to start to look weird. See, and I think that this guy is a little too put together for Hannibal to ever really trust him as somebody who kind of sort of knows. Hmm. I, I think that he would be a little too difficult for Hannibal to feel like he has a grasp on him. I, I mean, yes, but doesn't isn't that what Hannibal likes? Like, I would have thought he'd have found this to be interesting, you know? Yeah, but I, I kind of feel like there's a great line in The Simpsons in one episode where Lisa goes, I forget where she goes to some special school. I think it's when she goes to military school and someone says to her, and she's doing really badly. And someone says to her, I thought you wanted a challenge. He goes, yeah, I wanted a challenge I could handle. And I think this guy is a little too, he's a little too quick to want to go into the conspiratorial thing. He's a little too interested in this. And that to me is somebody who is just, that's not a challenge. Not that Hannibal couldn't handle it, but this isn't his prey. This is just his lunch. 
I don't, I just, I don't know. I mean, maybe it's just the Hannibal's fucking tired. That could be, you know. Maybe. I just thought he would have, I thought he'd have more of a stomach for this. Like, another game. And I'm just bummed that that game is already over. (laughs) Like, really? You you treat this guy as the Boba Fett of Hannibal. He's in there just long enough to get you all excited. I don't give any shits about Boba Fett. Why do people care about Boba Fett? I do not understand people's fascination with Boba Fett. Who fucking cares? He's the worst. He's New Zealand fucking lame armor wearing nobody. Don't care. (laughs) So that guy's like this guy. I don't understand your incredible fascination with him, but he was there just long enough to get you. You don't understand what's fascinating about a dude who's like, yeah, I know you probably murdered that guy and I'm cool with it. Like, come on. That's pretty weird and amazing. (laughs) Oh, I know you're impersonating that guy and I'm going to totally cover for you. That's fine. Like, this is this is interesting. It is. Come on. I'm never (laughs) expecting somebody to behave that way. I I agree. No, I agree that it's interesting. But I don't think it's a good sign for – again, obviously this guy doesn't know who he's dealing with. But as Hannibal says, he goes, are you here to twist me into an uncomfortable position? This, this guy learns this stuff and the first thing he wants to do is he kind of wants to feel like he's got Hannibal. To, uh, he's got want something over on Hannibal. And if that's his first instinct, then this, guy's just, this guy would just be trouble. Maybe it would make good TV, but I think it would be an unsafe person to keep alive. All right. Sorry. You suck. It's fine. I know. Am I, am I fired? It's been an episode or two. <laughs> Since you've been fired? I fired yes. you already for the pants thing. Long ago. Okay. We're done. <laughs> uh, so we go uh, back to Hannibal and Bedelia's pad. And Bedelia is, well, basically she's getting ready to leave. And she's trying to sort of find that last little bit of courage to actually go for it. I was really disappointed in her. Honestly, she should have just gone. Don't stop at the fucking hotel to get your stuff. Come on, Bedelia. Mm -hmm. She should have just bounced, honestly. I mean, she can't can't have been that dedicated to getting out, is all I'm saying. Okay. If she really was ready to go, she could have found a way. But And if she was really ready to go, she would have been carrying her passport in her purse at all times forever. Because yeah. that's just the smart thing to do, even if you're not... You just don't leave stuff in your hotel room. Like, it's just that's not a smart good. idea. But anyway, yeah, that's I was good. just really bummed out to see her, like, getting her back. Like, really? I just was mad about it. To me... You're planning on bailing on a homicidal maniac that's got you under his weird murder spell. You don't stop to get your toiletries and nighties. Don't do it. Yeah. Can't argue with that. But but just as it looks like she's about ready to go for it, the knob turns. Hannibal and Anthony come in. They stop her cold. We go to commercial. We come back and Anthony is on the ground covered in blood. (laughs) Uh, yeah, we basically come back to blood splatter, and Hannibal has brained him with a, a bust of some Roman. And he's on the floor, writhing in pain, while Hannibal and Bedelia have a conversation. Yeah, um, that him crawling towards the door was really upsetting. Was it? Yeah. Yeah, that's I, I really enjoyed that. That just that whole because it, it's just like background action. 
I think what upset me about it so much was the fact that it was so futile. I mean, even if he gets towards, like, first of all, he's crawling towards the door and he can't even reach the doorknob when he gets yeah. there, which is super pathetic to watch and just awful. And then, even if he could, what's he going to do? Just crawl out into the hallway? And then what? Nobody's out in the hallway. You're not, like, there's no, There's literally nowhere for him to go and there's no way he's getting out of this. But he has to do something because he's not just going to lay on the floor and die. Yeah. So it's just like this incredibly sad background. Like it's so it's such a a moment of desperation for him. Like it's this feeling of like he has to but they're having no reaction to it because it's of no consequence to them because they know yes. he can't do anything. So it's just so sad the juxtaposition. It's, 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 yeah, to to him this is this is massive. This is the scariest thing he's ever done and, and to them and to us it's they're sort of bored and it's a little funny. Yep. Yeah. Um, but he asked, it really, if she's observing or participating and she says she's observing and he says, well, you say you're observing, but this is participating. Yeah. And this is where he asked, did you know what he would do? And Bedelia says, I was curious. Oh, Bedelia. And, yeah. And just as Dimond reaches the doorknob, Hannibal just walks over and breaks his neck. Which is his favorite way of killing people, I think. Yes, I, it's got to be. Well, he actually says to Will about how much, you know, the hands are are intimate. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and it ends by Hannibal saying to Bedelia, this is the path you got yourself on. Why not hang up your coat? Oh, Jesus. And then we go to Hannibal on a train. And that was weird. I don't know what's up with him on a train. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because and honestly, like this moment where he just like this whole scene, even though stuff happens after, it's such a blur to me because I'm still so focused on like that was what is happening, you know? Yeah. Um, and there's this whole little end section that the first time I saw it, I think I was just so distracted and like I think I started talking to Owen about wait what what's happening, and so I got distracted from this end part, and then when I watched it the second time, it was like I hadn't even seen it before. Hmm. And I'm watching it like a little bit confused, like you said. Like all of a sudden, it jumps to him being on a train, and I was like, "Wait, wait, 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 wait." Yeah, okay. I mean, I I guess this is him going to the the chapel where he sets up the folded corpse on an easel. Um, which I was kind like, like I know it's ridiculous. I know it is. Okay, fine. I was kind of hoping that it was the other dude who was such a dick to him uh, that it wasn't because. Displaying this guy's body is sort of weird. It is sort of weird. Like, what's that mean to anybody? He displays other people's bodies because they're in some way related to the situation that he places them in. The body's tied into a tree or uh, hanging from rafters in a courtroom or whatever. But this, what does this guy have to do with it and why would he want to so prominently display a body of a person that is he has literally only ever been connected to Hannibal out of everybody in Florence with that conversation well, well I mean I, if we while he's on the train I mean that's the setup for a flashback as him and Abel one last time and he asks why Abel asks that why are you keeping me alive and his idea is that you only do this 
because Hannibal prefers to eat with company. Mm-hmm. Abel says, well, if, and if only that company were Will Graham. I was like, oh, shit, Abel. Just getting right to the heart of the matter. Mm-hmm. I'm really enjoying and Abel a lot. <laughs> isn't say. he great? Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, he's, he's for a dude missing three of his four limbs at this point. He's pretty Trying baller. to eat those fucking snails with the – oh, my God. It was so – it was fucked up. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, somebody said that's he – Hannibal wants Will Graham. And that leads us to our final scene, which is these church grounds. We see lots of suns and shadows moving, and, and we see the folded corpse on an easel on the altar. Mm-hmm. And that brings us to our credits. I don't know what he's thinking with that, man. And I mean, question. is he alone? Is Bedelia not with him? Is that Bedelia's body? But he's not, he's not going to kill her, right? I mean, he could, I guess, but I don't see, like, I don't know. I, I don't know. know. I don't know. I don't get it. All right. So well, this is I what I know, mean. But... This is what I mean. It's like it ended and I just felt so bewildered that it, I'm not even like, I'm not mad about it. I'm just sort of confused. And I feel like it was, uh, they almost maybe went a little bit too far with not explaining stuff because while I want to watch the next one and find out what the fuck, there's mm-hmm. also a part of me that isn't as excited to find out for some reason. And I'm not sure what psychologically that is. Well, you know, I, I think we're we're resetting. I mean, season two was right from the first scene of the first episode. Was It started with a bang, and the whole season really just sort of built and built and built and built and built and built and built. And... Built and, built. and this doesn't start off building. This starts off just going like, well, now we kind of have to reset our scene mm-hmm. because we're in a totally different thing. This is the, the pipe train slowed down and now we're, we're, we're just sort of, did you say pipe train? I said hype train. Oh, H. hype train. Okay. I got you. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I think it, it really, it's not interested in, jumping back on full speed ahead i'm fine with that i don't need it to be full speed ahead but i feel like you've got to connect some dots and it doesn't feel like anything really did get connected i feel like they ended the last episode of the last season with this giant open-ended who's dead who's alive we don't know he's leaving where's he going why is bedelia with him we don't know and then now we're like, well, we kind of know, but we still don't really. We no, kind of know. We don't know anything. Yeah. And we like kind of know that he killed that one dude, but we didn't like the way he did it is weird and not his usual MO and that. And then just why he's displaying this guy's body, like feels sort of out of the whole. I, it seems like a waving flag. Like, hey, guys, I'm in fucking Florence now to the FBI in the United States. There's no way they're not going to hear about this and start to be like, oh, hi. You know, I feel I would think. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just to me, like, I don't feel like they've connected enough for me to feel really excited and like, oh, I can't wait to watch the next one. I'm kind of feeling a little bit like, uh, all right, well, hopefully I'll, they'll tell me, you know, just kind of frustrated, I guess, is the word. Okay. I, said, I, I thought it was neat. I w- it wasn't the opening that I expected. I mean, I, I also knew because of the inescapable promo stuff that we were picking up in Italy, which means time would have elapsed between the season finale and the season opener. Mm-hmm. So maybe I was, I was a little bit more prepared for what they were going to do. Mm-hmm. 
obviously I didn't expect them to only have two characters that we know in an entire episode. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I didn't have it. I really, I enjoyed it. It was definitely different. And I think it's, uh, and I feel like, and I felt at the time also, the show has earned some rope. Oh, definitely. So, you know, it, I was I don't, definitely... It's not like I don't trust them. It's just, I feel like the wind got taken out of my sails a little bit. Okay. You know? Well, well hopefully, hopefully that changes. I'm sure it will. But I'm just, um, I, get, I just, this is sort of how... <laughs> I'm not making the actual comparison because this is not how this show is. So don't be, don't freak out everybody. But it kind of reminds me a little bit of how lost could be sometimes where they don't answer any questions and they just keep adding other questions. And you're just kind of like, Hey guys, maybe you want to at least prove to me that you know anything before you just start pelting me with other crazy shit. Um, I don't think that, uh, yeah, they, I don't they know. obviously are not in that same boat. It's not they haven't they have never <laughs> fucked me over as bad as Lost has. Yeah, I don't know if that's a warranted comparison, but I get it. But you get it's like that kind of that same feeling to me just right now. It's just oh really? Come on. Um so yeah. It's just a really it's a very fine line that a lot of shows just don't know how to walk. I think Hannibal is like honestly usually excellent about it it's just a kind of thing like a lot of shows don't know how to walk that line of like mystery and giving you enough that show the returned i had covered for Mm -hmm. um for nina for project fandom last season and it was just god they just never answered any questions and they didn't get renewed for a second season because i got super bored by halfway through because i'm like you know if you're not going to tell me anything there's no basis for my interest i have to feel like i'm starting to piece things together in order to want to know more but if there's just a bunch of random pieces all floating separately in space that i don't have any idea how to connect then i just get bored because i'm just batting shit around well you know and that's actually one thing as long as we're talking about other shows one of the reasons that i and lots of other people love the flash so much is that that show started and they laid out like four or five things like, ah, these are the big series things that they're going to be chasing for the entire series. And then like, no, four episodes later, one of them got unsolved. Mm-hmm. And four episodes after that, something else got fixed. And then they just like, they, they don't leave you hanging for very long. They, if they're going to provide questions, they're also going to provide answers to all the questions. Mm-hmm. The show is really good about keeping it fresh and entertaining and not dragging things out for an inordinate amount of time. Yeah, definitely. Agreed. So in conclusion, go watch The Flash. The first season's on Netflix. It's completely freaking worth it. I watched it. Oh, I, I, I was just saying that to everyone. Oh, okay. Yes, I loved The Flash so much. I liked it. I was not, you know, but... No, you weren't on the same level with me. There's not, like, that and Arrow, it's like, I enjoyed, but I'm not... Like, I would watch it because that was it was on okay. Hulu, but it wasn't like I was super excited to watch the next one. Not like Daredevil. Daredevil... I would finish an episode and it was like two in the morning and Owen and I would look at each other and go one more. And then we would totally do two more because that show was amazing. Did you watch Daredevil? Daredevil? Oh yeah. Oh, so good. It was, it was, did you see the 
well, it's not much, but the promo, the preview trailer got leaked for season two. I didn't. Oh, it, 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 you see almost nothing. Honestly, you see the back of John Bernthal's head. You see it. Electra with a little mask over her mouth, and that's just about the only new interesting footage you see. But I'm excited that it's coming and that they're filming it and it's happening and it's a thing. He is so. so sexy. Like, there are a lot of superheroes out there with great bodies who are, you know, Mr. Tough Guy, whatever, but nobody has really done it for me like he does. There's just something about him, and I'm not sure. It, he And he was in, um, what do you call it? Uh, Boardwalk Empire also. And he was mm-hmm. really, really... I think it's just him, the actor. has just got something. Said, you don't seem to be alone in that. I've heard a lot of girls say the same thing. It's uh, it's it's kind of like distracting sometimes. I'm watching and I'm like, oh, shit, what did he just say? Because I'm just like staring. Um, and I think part of it, too, is that he gets his ass whooped. I think that might be part of what it is, is that he is feels more like a person. And mm-hmm. a lot of these guys, while they're supposed to be, you know, humans, but just like a little bit extra, he feels like he's actually just really a person. Yeah. Are, are you familiar or has Owen, is Owen familiar with Alias that they're basing Jessica Jones off of? Um, I watch, I, I know Owen is, and he was not a fan of Alias. Oh, really? Okay. Not at all. Um, he said something the other day about, do you remember how bad uh, television was that Alias got an Emmy once? The other day, it's like, ouch. Well, well, wait a minute. Well, Alias the TV show has nothing to do with Alias the comic book that spawned Jessica Jones. Oh, I thought that's what you were talking about. No, 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 no. The 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 new Netflix show that's like not sequel to Daredevil, but Jessica Jones that takes place. It's another Marvel Netflix TV show. Yeah, no, I know about that, but I thought so. It's not connected yeah, that, to Alias the TV show. It's no, that, yeah, the Jessica Jones comic book was called Alias. Oh, there, oh, okay. Yeah, sorry, there was also a TV show called Alias that has nothing to do with that. With that, okay, because she could have been a superhero. Like I would have seen how those could be connected. Okay, yeah, um, no, it's totally, totally different. Yeah, he he's not that familiar. Like he knows, uh, and he's excited for it, but he doesn't know really much about the character, which it's, I think he is what he finds appealing. Honestly, it, it's a really, and I won't say much here because I know it's not a super well known character. But uh, it's the story is it's very dark and gritty and probably pretty upsetting. And uh, if they do it right, it's going to be very good. Uh, probably difficult to watch. David Tennant again if they do him right. He's going to be horrifying, and that's exciting to me. <laughs> and David Tennant does good crazy. He does good good crazy. When he's a doctor, he does good bad crazy, sort of, when he's Barty Crouch. <laughs> um, he is so bad as Barty Crouch. I, I will never, ever be on board, ever. <laughs> No, he's, he, he's very good at showing inner darkness. And the, the guy who's playing the purple man is a dark, dark dude. So I'm excited. I'm excited. Um, anyway, that is totally a different tangent topic. We're running a little long. So. <laughs> All right. Well, I just wanted to say hi to new patrons. Um, hi to Julian Canales, who I think I mentioned last time because we recorded kind of close together, but still. Hi, Julian. And then we have Ann Thomas. Hi, Ann. Uh, just signed up yesterday and then today megan uh megan i said your last name the first time by accident but i edited it out okay so i hope that's okay um and there's also uh Bandcamp. i have a new subscriber to the wire binami and to harry potter generic fighter which is quite a name um 
And let's see. I feel like there was another. Nope. Those were the last two. So hello to you two. Yes. And if you're interested in becoming a patron and getting a bunch of bonus stuff and getting access to episodes early and having a Facebook page where you can chat with all the other patrons and, you know, get into trouble, basically, uh, check out patreon.com backslash unspoiled. And uh, you can set your own budget as much as you would like per month, a dollar, five dollars, ten dollars. you know, whatever you want. Sky's the limit. Sky is the limit. Um, And I think that is about it. Anything you want to plug, mister? Um, No, just uh, if you are a patron and you do get access to free stuff, Natasha just finished talking about the prequel movies. And so we talked a little bit off mic about them, and I can't wait to listen to it. And you get free access to it if you're a patron. You do. So... Highly recommend watching her rant and rave about terrible films. So. And if you're not a patron and you would like to still listen to it, you can check it out. It's uh, unspoiledpodcast.bandcamp.com. It's uh, four episodes long. We did one episode per original movie, and then we did all three prequels in one episode because they're terrible. So that didn't need any time. And that's about six hours total of listening, and it is $3. And I think that is quite reasonable. So it's entirely it reasonable. It's totally worth it. So I just wanted to throw those out there. And if you did want to listen to me do stuff occasionally, I'm on Twitter at Al Kingsley. And you can find me hanging around the subscriber clubhouse for unspoiled people. Woo-hoo. All right, Woo. cool. Well, thank you everybody so much for listening. And we will see you next week with a new episode. Bye, guys. Bye. Meet.